Valencia is saying she's not going to do this challenge, we're all freaking out. I'm trying to get her confident and ready to do this challenge. I know, I swear to God, I swear to God, I will be there with you every second until I can. I don't even know how I'm here. Like, I really don't. It's so fucking hard because this is the one thing that I'm just the most afraid of. Like, would have you done it? I don't want to go home. I know, neither do I, know, I, I know. but would you have done it? Ladies and gentlemen and all identities in between, please welcome to the stage your mom, Louise. <laughs> Louise, I like that name for her. I feel like, especially after the scene, especially after all of the big mom energy of Louisiana Purchase this episode, it, like... If she's going to be the mom of the room, we're going to call her Louise. Yeah, Louise. Yeah. Uh, somebody's sister also, right? Oh. Like I feel like she was someone's sister. Yeah, somebody's uh, older sister. Yeah, older sister, but the one that wasn't as um, like looked after as the younger sister. No, totally. I feel like... She had to kind of do things on her own. Yeah, the other sister, it was like when she was leaving to go to the big city to be successful, I feel like Louise was standing in the door jam with her arms crossed going, well... She's kind of shaking her head. And then, like, Ma and Pa would just, like, walk right past her back into the farmhouse. <laughs> well, you know, I, of course. The I, I thing, know exactly where you're going. <laughs> My name's Baby June. What's yours? I'm just thinking of, like, oh, she's Louise. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to. And this is our other daughter, oh. Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just had you and bought a dog. Yeah, um, yeah no, Louisiana Purchase, uh, I... I'm a huge fan now. Um, I love the energy. And I have to say, this this was like this like Dragula ASMR moment for me. Like she, right. and, and nobody else was whispering. And for whatever reason, <laughs> she, <laughs> Louise yeah. decided to whisper. And I was just like, this is perfect. We're all sucked in. Right, right. She <laughs> has that music in the background. Like, it's all been drawn in. She's drawn in our attention. What it reminds me of is do you remember that moment i can't remember who it was with but it was in season nine when sasha Valor gives someone like a love like a heart squeeze yes oh yeah she like gives her energy she transfers the energy i think it the was heart. um cynthia yeah, i think it was cynthia before Lee the Fontaine. cynthia and peppermint Ali. lip sync mm -hmm. um but yes i felt like it was a bit of that i i mean i let's just say it, that, that this really was my bsa moment of the episode oh Sure. Yeah. Sure. Best supporting actress, Louise Purchase. Louisiana, Louise Iana Purchase. Yeah. Uh, especially the line where she says, I will be there with you every second until I can't. I just, to me, that was like, um, I don't know. It, 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 it could so quickly go to Tony Collette and Hereditary. Oh, oh yeah. right. Where like eventually it turns into something else. I yeah. mean, for me, the, the line was, uh, I know I'm just, I'm just so fucking nervous right now. And she's like, you're nervous. I'm the one that has to jump out of a plane. Right, right. Well, and that whole- <laughs> What about Amy's Glamour on 68? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, what about it's expensive? Um, that scene where she says, tell me, would you do it? Would you do yeah, it? Would, would you do it? it? Golden Girl fans, this may sound similar to an infamous episode when Dorothy's lesbian friend is staying with them and she falls in love with Rose mm. and Blanche is like dismayed that right. she didn't fall in love with her. Yes. And so Blanche starts to freak out and she says to Dorothy, if, if you had to choose between me and Rose, who would you choose? <laughs> who would you choose? It's so funny. So that's what this felt like. Yeah. The, I, she, but I mean... What I loved about this scene is, first of all, I don't think we've ever really seen 
this on Dragula before, right? Where they like show like a freak out right before something had to happen. Um, they, they never showed this type of drama. Oh, and like maybe this questioning in the of back room or not of the hotel. You someone know, was going to do the, the the extermination or not? Right, right, yeah. right, right. And so I I also really enjoyed all of the other queens and kings' reactions. Right. So you had Madeline Hatter coming in as like the stepmom, right? Right. And she's all. <laughs> yeah, she's all 75% Jennifer Coolidge, 25% Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> well, listen, honey, either you signed up for this, you're going to do it, then do it, all right? <laughs> this is also something we all signed up for. So you either want to stay or you don't. I do want to stay. So then do it. Take a couple of shots of tequila and get into it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, work, bitch. Work, work. work. Even though she's giving me uh, Goldie Hawn in the First Wives Club yes. realness right. with the right. lips. <laughs> yeah. They were house guests. Yeah. <laughs> I had guests. I had guests, yeah. right. Who? Guns and Roses? Yeah. <laughs> what about 80s glam rocks expensive? <laughs> oh, we'll be saying that a lot. Oh, I know. I wonder what the 80s glam rocks expensive and Papa Xanax every 10 minutes yeah, is going to be yeah. of season three. <laughs> well, I know that uh, for this episode, uh, take a couple shots of tequila and get into it. It's certainly one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other quotable quotables, mostly from Louisiana Purchase uh, on my end. I think anytime <laughs> Louisiana Purchase opened her little mouth, you were like, oh, <laughs> This is my BSA nominee. Icon. Icon. uh, Yeah, Icon. She's canon, you know? She's canon. That's like, I feel like... I feel like that's the new or an alternative that's gay culture. It's like gays in in their 30s don't say that's gay culture. They say, oh, she's canon. (laughs) Oh, she's canon. She's iconic. She's canon. Oh, God. What an icon. Oh, God. It's so so lost culturista. I mean, I am so... Again, you know, with the pun of purchase, but like, I don't need any proof of purchase with Louisiana. Sure. Uh, Sold, I'm going to keep it. Okay, (laughs) great, great. You took, you ripped the tag off that mattress. Yeah, I ripped the tag off and uh, yeah, nothing... It's, it will be with me forever. Yeah, yeah. You, um, you're going to buy you it. Rolez wonton. Rolez wonton. Yeah, I bought it for a French quarter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very expensive. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Ooh la la. Ooh yeah. la la, c'est cher. Yeah. Man, that muzzy's really working for you. Oh, muzzy, yeah. Like, uh, je suis la jeune fille. Yeah, yeah. they're American. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, uh, this whole ASMR moment for me, it was just a, a wonderful way to end the episode because normally it just goes right into some gruesome thing happening yeah. or some exciting thing happening, but we got just a little bit more drama, and I'm like, okay. And I think what well, you were saying this the other night, you were saying that uh, each queen kind of represented a city that oh, they were from. I just what this I, is brilliant. Yeah, what I loved about this moment was that you've got like Louisiana Purchase, who's just like this Texas queen, this Austin queen, and she's like, she's like, oh honey, I'm here for you, and I'm here for feelings, every and I'm step of the way, and I'm yeah, every step of the way, and I'm like, <laughs> oh come on, Southern charm, come on, mom, come on, Austin, and then you've got Louisiana or Valencia from Boston, who's like, oh my god, I'm fucking freaking out, man, and then you've got Madeline from New York who's like you just need to fucking do it or not I don't care like right, just do it right. like it was so and then Hollow Eve is over there over there like, in the Bay Area <laughs> in the Bay Area they're like they're like um uh what, what do they oh, say conquer uh, this oh and... yeah conquer this and you could do anything right right <laughs> it's like well why doesn't somebody just put a sculpture of you in Dolores Park oh, you yeah, know I, I was gonna say like you could etch that onto a stone and put it in your bathroom yeah <laughs> Right in front of the toilet. If you can conquer this, you can do anything. 
push. Push, yeah. <laughs> but not too hard. But not too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, getting a tram stamp that says mind the gap, you know? Like it's... It's functional and clever at the same time. Uh, and off, obviously truthful. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. You know, you'd hate to step in the wrong place and all of a sudden you lose a shoe. <laughs> or two. <laughs> or two. That just makes me think of Brenda Vaccaro in Supergirl. If you'll excuse me, <laughs> I'll be going. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's such a deep cut. It's such a deep cut. And it's uh, only because we just talked about for it. For Matreon, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my Brenda Vaccaro in Supergirl. <laughs> I think I'll be going now. <laughs> if you'll excuse me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this was uh, obviously I'm so excited for Dragula three. But before we get into this discussion, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, they are of course listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, scary. Which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things Dragula, the underworld of Dragula, and the nightmare the Boulay brothers created with this ooky spooky TV show. Not just a new theme song, Marys. Baby ears. (laughs) Talk about a deep guy. But you know, one person out there knows what you're talking about. And I love it. Uh, Anyway, Marys, uh, I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And we are, I mean, we kind of were back, back, back again with the Meet the Queens. But we're officially back, back, back again from summer vacation. Yeah, we're recording face-to-face in uh, Marco's studio. We are. We are in Marco's studios. Um, It's actually officially called um, Marco Escudiante Studios. Oh, Escudiante. That's that's one of his nicknames. Studio. Yeah, Marco Escudiante Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jen Goobies. Yeah, Jen Goobies. Yeah, well, Jen Goobies leased us the place. Oh, she leased it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this uh, episode, I well, first of all, I should say that I went to the the premiere party that Madeline Hatter had at Macri Park in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, which I recommend to all. Um, apparently, and don't quote me on this, but apparently next week at Macri Park, Mary. Uh, Vander Von Odd and Bitch Pudding will be there. So oh. if you just want to get your monster fix and see if Madeline is really as mean as she is in, re- you know, if she's as mean in real life as she is in, on the show, or at least this episode, uh, you can go find out for yourself. And uh, spoiler alert, she's not. Um, <laughs> she's, you mean she put it on for the <laughs> show? Oh, uh, she's so lovely. Yeah, I, you know, I, but you know, there's a lot. There's a lot about how she reads in the room where it's familiar because there is that like that New York energy. They're like, oh, okay, I know what this. I know what you're doing. I right. know who this is. Right. I know the note you're playing. Um, I'm fine with it. She's great TV. I kind of feel like watching her in this. It's like. Oh, I wonder what you would have been like on Drag Race because one or the other you were going to end up on eventually. Yeah. Oh, you know? totally. And, you know, I think uh, it kind of relates to the Evie Oddly discussion, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of, uh, well, I'm not going to pull you in a corner and aside from, you know, mm-hmm. just be like, hey, what are you doing with this wig? It's like, no, I'm going to call it out. And right. it's reality TV. We're on a show. Right. Like that was, yeah, that was the fight they had at the reunion for season 11 when Akira was like, well, you know, if you have issues with people, why can't why, you know, why don't you just pull them aside and talk to them? And she's like, because we're making a TV show. Yeah, right. Like, that's what this is all are we about. On the same show. <laughs> I love this show, <laughs> which incidentally was a very accurate reaction of mine to this first episode. Oh, yes. But I think that Madeline is, um, you know, we always talk about the there's the competition and there's the reality show. She's killing both so far. Yeah, so far. And yeah. she won the the trip, right? And she won that trip. Jesus. I, I love the way that she was like, um, so. 
Um, gosh, um, it's here we very go. New York gay. Yeah, right? it was, oh, um, it was so New York so... gay. So uh, <laughs> I like mean? I like one or whatever. It's, it's not no a big spider. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. But like, I just won this trip to Florida. Like, whatever. And you know, another line that I loved is you know you have Louisiana Purchase coming in, right? And she's. <laughs> He says, uh, oh, I didn't need to win a trip because I can afford my vacations. Well, I guess I guess those. She told her. Yeah, those weekends in Galveston. She doesn't need anyone to pick up the tab on that. Sheesh. Oh, God. I, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just like whenever she opens her mouth, it's. There's something, it, there's a fumble that I find so charming. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, you know, it, it's kind of like that. I think what goes with mom energy is kind of like a mom joke energy. Right. Like, like mom. It, yeah. There's a but difference you love between a mom joke yeah. and a dad joke. And this is like a oh, mom. Yeah. Ugh. But you need her to drive you to soccer practice. Of course. But you're not yeah. going to berate her because she's behind the wheel of the minivan. Yeah. And yeah. she gives you the, you know, the, the, the Capri Suns. Oh, yeah. The, she sliced up the oranges last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did. And I, yeah. <laughs> And I love her for that. Yeah. I love you for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I will say one of the things I, that I was just sold on season three already, and I know it's going to be an amazing season, was this first uh, opening bit mm-hmm. with the Boulay brothers that they always do. And obviously the, the whole production has just kind of risen up. Like, I, if this is where they're starting, I can't wait to see what happens in eight episodes. Um, but just from the first line, Mary, when uh, the nurse, she says, you're late. And the delivery, the casting, I'm like, this is the Harvey movie that I need and that I want. Yeah, and I, I appreciated the, uh, the nurse Jackie reference with that Edie Falco haircut. Us Falconians are very grateful. Well, she just had this like big dick energy, for lack of a better word, sure. which is like so. I just think she just has, she's no nonsense. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the security guy is this bumbling idiot who's gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Well, you know, it makes me think like because I love you know I, I love a, a a slasher movie in general. I love a hospital themed slasher movie, Halloween Two, the Canadian classic Visiting Hours, starring Lee Grant. Totally recommend it. But. What Mr. Grant! <laughs> That's Sorry. the wrong one. Um, you've made the wrong <laughs> reference. Um, but, uh, you know, what I love about this character is I'd love to see this kind of character as, like, the the heroine of a horror movie. Like, this is who's going to survive is oh, the tough the nurse. nurse. Yeah, the tough yeah. nurse. Not the sweet candy striper, but, like, the tough What's nurse. What's her name, Mary? Oh, um, Jackie. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she would be... Susan. Uh, yeah, like a Susan. She's not. She doesn't go by Susie or Sue. Yeah. Maybe Sue. Maybe Sue. I like Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Tapioca. Yeah. Sneak in the rat. Yeah. 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 Mom, on, Benry. Come on, Sash. That's not a Susan. I know, but it, it's a Survivor reference, and it's but my name is not Susan. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe she says that at some point. You know what? My name is not Susan. It's Sue. Oh God! Yeah, my her name tag like mm-hmm. had it had it scratched out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She has like S U. Yeah, she scratched the <laughs> the S U S A N. She scratched out the A N. She turned the second S into an E. <laughs> Done. 
Sue. Sue. Uh, but yeah, this whole opening thing, the security guy was casted beautifully. He's like that, uh, the boyfriend from Serial Mom who gets mm-hmm. killed in the bathroom. Um, just like that late 80s, 90s hunk or even from that con- – like a contestant from that reality dating show, Hunks. Yeah, it's hard to capture that aesthetic yeah. when you're doing a throwback. Uh, I also really appreciated, much like season two with that boardroom scene, all of the actors are obviously gay mm-hmm. and barely hard hiding the like the way I'm speaking right now sure. accent. Yes, <laughs> right, 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 right. This. Right. <laughs> you mean this? You mean this? Ayo this. Ayo this. <laughs> oh my god, did you guys hear? I heard they killed like 18 people. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, It was a great opening scene, and uh, it just made me so excited to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, know? I mean, I, yeah, this was great. I think, I think everything about this episode from, like, the elevated, you know, bits to, and I think this goes back to what we were talking about in the clip of the week, but the fact that we see that extra bit of drama before the extermination, right. I think there's this larger thing happening in season three of like, we're seeing the performers more. We're seeing the humanity more. Yeah. Um, they're out of drag. Yeah. More. Oh, Already but- they're, they're out of drag longer than yeah. any other season. And all of them are, you know, in earlier seasons, you, you didn't see folks completely out of drag until like the top four. Right. And now it's like, Oh, Oh cool. I, you know, even got to see Violencia out of drag. Yeah. And I, I do think it makes a big difference, and I do feel like as invested as we got in the first two seasons, I think it's going to make us feel even more invested. Like Because I think, for me, I know, I'm always more interested in the performer behind the the drag. Yeah, Yeah. the artist, right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I like that, too. The one thing that I I do kind of respect about the Boulay brothers is they never appear out of drag, Mm -hmm. because they're so committed to the product that they're selling mm-hmm. and then protecting who they are as just people that aren't the product. Yeah. And I think that there is value in separating it. And so what I did love about season two is that we were forced to only look at the drag and not necessarily attack the person underneath. But I think that uh, obviously I think I would take connecting with the performer more. Yeah. Um, but it is an aspect that I kind of miss that mystery, right? It, it, you know, it made sense for the early seasons. And I think now that Dragula is getting bigger and getting more attention, it's kind of like, you kind of got to open up a little, like it makes right. sense to me though. I think to your point about the Boulay brothers, they're always in drag, but they're always talking to them like real people. They don't put on, like they'll put on that, that, that air when they're doing the presentations of the, of, of, you know, the floor we want to see that. how if yeah. you can fly but yeah. then when it gets to the judging they talk to them just girl to girl or right. girl to whatever and i appreciate that um that aspect i think that's that's exciting monster. drag yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that they can look like these hellraiser demons and then they're make, saying sweet things yeah and yeah. make and make you are amazing yeah. yeah right meat puns yeah, yeah. oh the meat pun part was fabulous yeah. yeah so that's that's the balance that like I love about them is that they're not inaccessible in their energy. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Cause RuPaul, I, we should also talk like, I don't want to consistently reference RuPaul's drag race, mm-hmm. but I think you mentioned this before um, that it's hard to, it's hard to not because there's, there's two main drag shows right now. And I think a lot about what's on Dragula, whether um, directly or indirectly, there's a sense of, responsiveness i think there's a lot of sentiments about especially i think 
primarily just reinforcing this like thesis of theirs that like you know all drag is valid we're not here to tell you whether you should look like this or do that or your brows should be this art is subjective yeah Yeah. and i think that there's a lot of intentionality this season that inevitably draws comparisons right yeah oh and yeah because it it does seem responsive especially with the casting especially with uh even just what you were mentioning before just what they say before the judging Mm -hmm. which is super important and then even how they judge it it's not scripted lines of like i'm gonna tear this queen down about this little detail Mm -hmm. even though that little detail was on this queen last week right right yeah we're not gonna decide this week we don't like that right and i think in general even you know like if we talk about violencia you know in terms of who went home there was no tearing her down it was saying this is a really cool look what it comes down to is did it fulfill the challenge right. it didn't and right. i think that's i think that's a it's a great difference to see them enacting in this sort of format because i think it you know, you you can't help that people are going to be toxic no matter what but i think it's great if you can be an example of how to um how to critique these queens, yeah. how people can be talking about this drag. Right. Because it is so subjective. Right. It's, you know. I mean, there's a reason why there has, that a culture was created to attack the queens, mm-hmm. right, on RuPaul's Drag mm-hmm. Race. Mm-hmm. Because they are products that are there to be judged, right? Right. And so, you know, you have someone like, you know, Michelle Visage, who gets a lot of flack for playing that character, the mm-hmm. Simon Cowell, if you will. Yeah. Uh, there's this, like, trope of reality competition shows where one of the judges has to be vicious. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily work when other people are emulating it. And they're people. Yes. When there is a, an opportunity for other people to participate. Yes. You know, I'm thinking back to, you know, I've been rewatching. I just uh, been watching Project Runway again. Mm-hmm. And I... I've been watching, I started first with season eight and which is a classic, Mondo. The, the Mondo Gretchen season. Yes. That season is, so, I haven't finished it yet. That season is great. It's genius. And the episode when the family members come to visit and everybody cries, uh, John and I just watched that recently. And I, and I told him, I said like this episode, if I remember correctly, it's going to be a weeper. Like everybody cries. Mm. And like, we were both a wreck. Like oh. everybody cries in the episode. It's magical. But the point Did they is, cry and cut? That's the oh, question. Yeah. Oh, they need to oh, cry yes. and cut. Of course, because if you're going to cry, <laughs> cry and cut. Thank you, Zulima. Uh. Um, but my point of this is to say that what I forgot was how fucking mean those judges are. Yeah. Michael Kors. Yeah, Michael Kors is mother of the bride, yeah, you know, the I mean, MOB. All of them. I mean, they'll just say like, like... there's poop coming out of her fabric. And yeah. sometimes it's less creative. <laughs> sometimes they're just saying like, this is ridiculous. This is just... There's no art here. Like, right. They'll say stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean... I, I'm, I'm also been watching season 16, which is a little more recent. That's the one with the twins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that season was crazy. Yeah, I haven't finished it. So no, okay, no spoilers. no spoilers. But it is, obviously, it's Zach Posen now um, instead of Michael Kors. It's a little gentler. And I don't know if there's any correspondence to, like, you know, to I don't know, to just changing with the times. But it doesn't feel... Uh, maybe there are as nasty. It is. It's a nasty show. It's a nasty show. I yeah. mean, they're they're fresh off the boat or off the ferry from Fire Island, mm-hmm. and they're 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 still raging. You know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But like, but the contestants themselves are all just. 
beautiful. Like I, this is all just judging the more the the, the judges and the contestants. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Ugh, yeah. yeah, but it is there. There just is that feeling of like these mean gays who just got off at Sayville and they're right. all mad that their vacation's over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah, they're all being mean <laughs> to each other on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're gonna miss the train. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Because your the ugly light. dress. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's your ugly dress. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, back to Dragula. Um. I. I wonder where you want to go. I mean, I think that maybe we can talk because what they do this episode is it's and it feels like there's almost something sort of allegorical, something sort of Agatha Christie. And then there were none of like each contestant has a little storyline. Yes. Uh, oh, so a little story. Oh, you mean like the questions that yes, they, give they have them. a little in like a thing that they're coming into this competition with. Right. Like, it's almost like like that. You know, and then there were none where it's like, oh, well, you have. Or like Clue, you have this thing in your past, and you yes. have this, and you know, will it come to light? Right, so or will it Im- implicate you? Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think with the kind of new facelift of the show, that seems to be very predominant throughout. Right, we're seeing more of them as people. We're seeing, you know, bigger horror movie B B side. Openings, mm-hmm. uh, even the looks of the Bou- the Boulet brothers is bigger. Yeah, uh, which Madeline Hatter spilled some tea. Uh, they are using outside designers this year because oh, yeah. their budget was bigger and they just had so much more to do. Yeah, so I'm excited about that because I'm like, holy fuck! Imagine being a designer that gets to design for the Boulet brothers. Right. I mean, this isn't just like Zaldi making dresses yeah. for Rue. You get to make. This whole thing. Right. And I this think whole thing. Exactly. This whole thing. And I think it's, you know, it's so in line with the Boulet brothers that I'm sure they're finding people who are like, oh, here, here's an opportunity for people to find yes. your work. Yes, you know? that queer economy that we yeah. always talk about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's in some ways I see this kind of outsourcing as like they've just found another opportunity. Right. You know, oh, I don't need them to do everything. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. They're, they're doing enough, yeah. right? Yeah. Just the show itself is doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the boudoir had this big uplift, which mm-hmm. I have thoughts about. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then you get these kind of little stories that I think are more focused. Yeah. Right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, they're setting it up. And who knows if they'll flower out, but it's well, and you know, the inevitable comparison, really it's, I guess to any reality show is the way that reality contestants characters and stories are established is usually different. It's usually it's it's what they show of their talking head, it's mm. what they show of their interactions. When they fuck up yeah, and this like, fight that happens mm-hmm. is usually a conflict. Yeah, it's it comes of, out of conflict. It, yeah, it comes in and in sort of like, you know, and we do see that happened in the reality competition side of the, or the reality TV show side of Dragula, but the competition side of it, it's like we're told right away, like this is the lens to watch this person through. Right, right. And I think that's, I don't mind that. I, yeah, I, I don't different. mind that either. Yeah. I kind of like the separation. I feel like Evie Oddly, uh, in the most recent season of Drag Race, right, like her uh, condition, her uh, disease, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's um, fair. came yeah. about through probably a producer prompted question, mm-hmm. um, but it came out kind of organically in the workroom. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this show, uh, they brought them right out one by one mm-hmm. and were like, are you too old? <laughs> right, 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 right. Are you too old? Are you too non-binary? Yeah. Are you too female? Like, right. I mean, like, you know, just to kind of pull out really sort of, I would say. The obvious ones. Obvious ones are sort of statement pieces in terms of contestants. Oh, totally. You know, they, they're not just, they're stating it right up, right up front. Like, right. Yep. We are doing this on purpose. We, we're not just being coy about having a drag king. Yeah. There's, there's no obscuring it. Right. And I think that's, again, 
it inevitably feels responsive, right? Completely. Yeah. In the same way that Drag Race Thailand this past season felt responsive yes. to the Guardian article. Yeah, like the thing. I that know Pangina, that I'm not crazy. No, no. Pangina had that whole speech. You know, I think it was the episode when um, Angela came out topless on the runway, and she was like, "And this just shows, like, you know, trans girls can be drag queens." And the statement, yes, I agree. I think there's a lot of intentionality. Um, there, the, I feel these, like in, in this it. world right now, there has to be intentionality. Yeah. Well, and you know what's so funny about that is that, like, yeah, I completely agree with you. And at the same time, I feel like it's the one thing people are blind to is what's the intention? What's the context? We just see a statement. We hear something somebody said. We're so focused on the impact, yeah. which is valid. But, like, yeah, there's another yeah. side, too. And because what it is is, like, and this might come up later in our conversation, is that you said, and we talked about this the other night, is, like, you had said that idea of, like, somebody says something. And so someone says, well, you're a bad person because you said that. Right. And that equation is not always true. And... Good people can say bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and good and bad are in big old air quotes. Right. What does that mean? Right. What is good and bad? Yeah. If we're watching a drag show that's questioning what is normal, yeah. we need to also be able to question what is good and what is bad. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's exciting about Dragula is like, you know, and, and even discussing it and recapping it is getting to revisit those ideas and saying, well, is that true? Does yeah. that matter? Right. Um, and so it's, you know, and obviously I think people who've seen the episode, which is probably everyone, y'all know what we're leading up to and we'll <laughs> we'll swim towards it when we get there. Oh, yeah. We're just, you know, bait and line and yeah. sinker over there. Don't get your gills in a knot, <laughs> you know? Fill to the gills. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, for sure. So do you, do you want to kind of go through this... Let's, cast of monsters and their kind of intentions. Yeah, or? yeah. Let's let's kind of you know let's see what what's their storylines. Their storylines. So obviously Madeline Hatter, um, be, yeah. big red bouffant, um, bouffant. Sorry, yeah. penchant. with a penchant for bouffants. <laughs> <laughs> um, they basically say like you've been doing drag for twelve years. Has it been too long? Mm-hmm. Can you compete with this new yeah. attitude? Right. Yeah, and I was like, well. I mean, I don't look at Madeline Hatter and go, oh, man, look at somebody well, who's Well, that's the thing. I'm like, dusty. You Louisiana know? Purchase is over there. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did we not see mom over there? She's fishing through her pocketbook for a hauls. You know? And you're like. <laughs> and meanwhile, Madeline's standing there, nary in her 30s. And it's like, You've, you, you're a veteran. You know what I really want? I, I just want, like, a cabaret show written by Tempest Du Jour and Louisiana Purchase yeah. and I want them to take it on the road. Well, you know, I love Mama's the, home. Well, you know, I love the idea <laughs> of like a Tempest and Louisiana. It's like the hurricane, oh, okay, you know. Okay. I mean, and you, you can go there, you know? Like I just like I don't know. There's something about that little little duo. Oh, it tickles me. There is something very similar. I could see Louisiana Purchase waving Dusty off stage. <laughs> And that first episode of season 10. Yes, waiting, yeah, waiting yeah. for Dusty to be on the stage. Um, speaking of Dusty, Louisiana Purchase. Um, they... Oh, oh, is she on this show? <laughs> and speaking of um, fish, the Boulay brothers dropped the F word first because um, they said, you're a big fish. I know it's a different context. Yeah. But still context, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're a big fish in a small pond. Uh, we're, you know, in Texas. Right. But now we've thrown you into the ocean. Will you sink or swim? So it's yeah. just kind of figuring out, like, where, how big can Louisiana's stage go? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it going to, you know, sink into the Delta or is it going to rise up, right. you know, up the Mississippi? Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Will they get her onto dry land or are we going to be cutting a roof out of the, out of the, they're cutting a hole out of the roof here. Yeah. Um, I, I love that storyline with Queens when it's like, you're a big fish in a small pond. I love when they get thrown into the situation. I think it's, um, I think for anybody who's like, doing something in their life where they're trying to up level you always face that where all of a sudden it's like going from high school to college you were like the big fish in the small pond big man on campus yeah and now you're just you know this little runt of a freshman and how do you manage that identity crisis and still hold on to like all of those things that are true about you, all those like valid right. things that are true about you. Right. You because know? at the end of the day, it's not important to be the big man on campus. No. Because it was in high school because it's all a social experiment. Yeah. Living in a factory, right? Yeah. And I think in the case of like Louisiana with like big fish in a small pond to being on this stage, I think I, I get how there can be challenges, but I think I think it's going to come down to her drag aesthetic. Well, I was going to say, is I, I to think others. the things that make you a great drag queen, are like knowing your aesthetic and yeah. being confident in it and knowing how to like translate it to, you know, different challenges in the case of Dragula, like that feels more important to me, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, I think we'll keep referencing what the Boulay brothers said before judging, but mm-hmm. it's like. We're just here to judge how it relates to the challenge. Yeah, yeah. That like, because I think especially with Dragula, it's like there are looks that'll come out where on other drag shows, it's like this is a mess. This right. is garbage on stage, and on Dragula, it's this like, is garbage. This is garbage, Mama. <laughs> and it's just like in the same in the same way on Dragula, that would be a reason to be in the top. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Um, Landon Cider. Uh, the question posed to him is, is there room for a king? Right. It, well, I think yes. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, they're duh. calling out like, the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody, somebody in the back is like, yes. <laughs> so tell us a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's like Landon standing there. It's like, but are you doing drag? Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's doing, she's doing, they're, they're, it, enough. Next. It's that Nomi Malone moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not dancing. Well, then what am I doing? <laughs> Sorry, Marys. Um, <laughs> violence, the exclamation point. Uh, this was the only one where they didn't really challenge her. They, they just were like, told her, you're, you're a, a clown. clown in a mess. <laughs> you're a clown in a mess. You're a clown in a mess and you need to pop a Xanax every yeah. 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're a clown in a mess and you need to pop a Xanax every 10 minutes. Just Wasn't there an ending to that? Oh, maybe there wasn't. No, 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 no. I keep wanting to add, change that honey, quote. Honey, honey. Oh, those honeys. <laughs> Sorry, Dragula. That was a that was an Alexis Mateo problem too. I whenever I hear that, I always think of well, I guess when Alexis Mateo did the stand up challenge and Michelle was like, You gotta be careful to not rely on those crutches. Like, oh honey, honey, oh honey. And so we need to create like a clip. Yes, like exactly. A super, super yeah, yeah, exactly. Super of of, of uh, Trixie Mattel saying, oh, honey. Totally, yeah. totally. And then cutting back to Michelle saying, you can't fall on these crutches of saying, yeah. oh, honey. And then we'll see a, 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 like a cut shot of Myth Honey. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then just a shot of RuPaul saying, honey, Maho- or, yeah, honey mahogany. <laughs> Shantae away. Honey Davenport. Honey Davenport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Uh, yeah. And they just kind of gave her a statement as well. Uh, you just hitched a trailer to the competition, just kind of referencing her southern roots. There wasn't any real challenge for her either. No, there wasn't. And I feel like I got distracted by her talking head where she said she went to put some south in your mouth. And I thought, well, now 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 we have gotten to you know uh, what I'm what I paid my 
two drink minimum mozzarella sticks for. Thank you, <laughs> Priscilla Chambers. What is um what is that weird line that Priscilla says? Oh, uh, about uh, Saint Lucia. Oh, he was like, put your balls in my hand like, like Snow White. White. And I'm like, what is? I don't. I know. did not understand that reference. Maybe like she was holding the apple. That's one. Or maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe St. Lucia has just like one big ball. Yeah, I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe I, he knows. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it was odd. It was weird. It, um, yeah. So Yavska, I guess the challenge for Yavska is the, are you avant-garde or avant-garbage? I, uh, who wrote that Yeah, line? right. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, like RuPaul's over there going like, fuck. <laughs> it's like Darian Lake in season six, yes, taking all the good puns. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> You're not going to the finale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'll hire you to do my hair. Yeah. Um, oh, that was Delta Work. Oh, Delta. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think not doing her hair anymore. Apparently, oh, is that right? going forward. So, um, Dahlia Delta out of work. Delta, uh, <laughs> Delta, she better not work. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Delta equals change in employment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dahlia, uh, obviously living in the shadow of her mother, mm-hmm. Victoria Elizabeth Black made it very far last season. She did. She made it to the end. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see um, if that affects Dahlia. Um, I, I think of like uh, Alaska mm-hmm. and Sharon. Yeah, I, yeah, like I almost think that the Victoria Dahlia connection is going to get. Dahlia is going to be gonna forget story. about it. Yeah. She'll yeah. be our own storyline. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, because like Victoria. Pink holes. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, Pink Holes, exactly. The like, name of her new album. Yeah, yeah. I'm already thinking about that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Dahlia Pink instead of Dahlia Black. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Mary. Thanks. Um, St. Lucia, uh, uh, you're very unknown. Is there a reason for that? Mm-hmm. We had trouble learning about St. Lucia. I, I thought think we it called was, her St. Lucia. I thought it was St. Yeah. Lucia. I thought it was like the island. I love that they, when they're calling across to her in the boudoir, they're like, Saint. Oh, Saint. I hate that. I, I hate that. <laughs> is that like saying the vixen? Yeah, it, it, it's so, <laughs> there's something cringy about it. There's something so like, hey, Saint, Saint, hey, Saint. It's like, I don't, I don't know why. I hate it. It's almost air guitar. Oh, wow. I know, I know. You, I, I don't choose. I don't choose these things. They choose me. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I think the other, other way around for you. Well, I think I know my brand. Um, Hollow Eve. Uh, we had a lot of amazing things to say about Hollow Eve in the Meet the Monsters episode. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the Bully Brothers say to them, um, do, you, do you have the strength to prove that all drag is valid? I'm like, I hope it's not all on their shoulders, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like, haven't we been proving that the past two seasons? Right. Is it really just that, oh, well, Hollow Eve has uh, breasts, so now the challenge is... <laughs> It's like, no, that's less padding, girl. Like, that's not the. I think uh, I'm not seeing how now we're really going to see. Yeah. If I mean, all drag's valid. There's drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race that have had bigger breasts than like, Yeah, I totally, totally. Yeah. I, exactly. I just kind of feel like um, I, it's like Hollow Eve is like the one of the most dragged out performers in that room. Sure. So. It, well, what's interesting is I feel like. I feel like for us, you know, we're kind of like, yeah, of course. And then there are newcomers to drag Mm -hmm. and to Dragula, and they don't even think about a non-binary person being a, you know, a drag Mm -hmm. performer and what that might mean. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's sort of like, if in this art form that's all about playing with the concept of gender, 
it's like, yeah, duh. It's like, you know, it, it's like saying our basketball player is tall, you know? Like, yes. Not all of them. Not all of them, <laughs> but a lot of them are. John yeah. Stark, yeah. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> did, did he die on Game of Thrones at some season? Um, so um, anyway, it just, it to, I, I get it because people have very classical ideas of what drag is. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, right. And I think, uh, I think that even, even those, you know, enlightened people, there are some people that still think, no, you know what? It's it's a gender illusion, mm-hmm. and it should be opposite or whatever opposite to them means. Yeah. And so they're stuck in that binary quote mm-hmm. unquote paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and and I guess for a contestant like Halloween, it is up to them. Yeah. Uh, well, I um, I don't know. Halloween to me feels like someone who fits in like a. Uh, I don't know, like a greasy glove. <laughs> I was thinking of something greasy, something disgusting. Yeah, and greasy. like a fist going yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a like a but like a fist going into like a Crisco. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but I feel like there's a gross element. There's, yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this air pocket. It makes that too. Sin- yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we also have oh oh, and then we get the line, which uh, I feel like we might this might, say, be, the might be the this line. This might be the line. Post binary drag socialist with a penchant for anarchy. Uh, <laughs> it's that penchant. penchant. It's that croissant for anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and I, it goes back to that uh, that phenomenon that happens, and I think they mocked it on SNL once, right? Where if you're at a French restaurant or if you're at um, you know a cafe, mm-hmm. and you know you're waiting in line, and then you hear somebody say like, oh. Oh, you know, I don't think I'm going to have a bagel. Can I get a croissant? Yeah. And they put on the accent and there's it it's just funny, right? I, so you're yeah. at a Mexican restaurant and you're like, "Oh, um, you know, I'm going to get a margarita and mm-hmm. uh uh with uh maybe the jalapeño flavor." You right. know, it's and, like, "Ma'am, this is a chichis." Right. Like, and I understand if that's like your language or something that was spoken at home or whatever it is, but like I also don't want to Sound like I'm putting something on. It's it's so <laughs> I have enough pretentious. To put on. It's so pretentious. <laughs> if it's your language, that's how you speak. Then obviously that's how you speak. In the same way that this is like how I speak. But right. But I will say this: thinking about iconography or canon. Canon, if you um, will. She's canon. So yeah. So, so hollow is making uh, a more canonical statement by adding penchant. Sure, because that's that. That's what hooked us. Yes, it like is a, what like a couple us. of fish uh, <laughs> from a pile of stuff. From a pile of stuff. <laughs> okay, so we are we are taking our dear time. We Eva uh, is she a monster queen or a sheep in wolf's clothing? You know, because Eva, we're kind of like, how did Eva knock it on RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, and then here she are here she is as this monster queen mm-hmm. in a similar way of like bitch put, and it's like. Oh, okay. Oh, you're you're also this monster. Right. Is it real? Is it you know? Right. Is it authentic? Yeah, because I've seen so many different iterations of Eva that I, I feel like. Um, I mean, I, I just so long as that jawline is involved in every look, then I don't really care. I mean, let me tell you, seeing Eva out of drag, it's David from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I mean, and I am. If you shaved all the hair off, I'm yeah. saliva, like yeah. saliva coming down. I'm yeah. just drooling. Just yeah, yes. uh, just Eva, Eva, ew, Eva, ew. <laughs> 
Eva. Eva. Um, so then uh, the last queen we, we didn't talk about is uh, Maxi Glamour, and they basically question her last name. Like, you have a, a last name to live up to. Right, right. And it's sort of ironic because it's like, well, I don't, I don't know if this would be considered a glamour queen. I think it's <clears throat> like that's, that doesn't feel like the right. aesthetic. Yeah. Right, right. Um, at least the first episode. Certainly. Um, yeah, and then I had to skip over the spiders eating part. Uh, obviously, oh. I watched it once, but I yeah. didn't watch it anymore after that. And yeah, I mean, because there's there's two interesting quotes. There's Yavska saying, so Landon has to eat live spiders and Madeline won a trip to Florida. So uh, welcome to Dragula. And then, of course, we have to go to Hollow Eve saying, yes, I'd eat the spiders and I'd let them crawl over my tits. And it's like, <laughs> okay. All right, Mary. All, All right, right, Mary. All right. You know, Madeline Hatter at the... I'm going to keep inserting Madeline Hatter's kind of commentary mm-hmm. uh, at the show. She said that Halloween is always this intense. I believe that. I could get that feeling. Um, I'm... I Jury's still out on Halloween. I'm kind of like, would I hang out with them? Or would I feel like they would just eat me? You yeah, know? Right, right. Like a spider. Yeah. <laughs> right. Would they let me crawl all over their tits before they ate me? Um, I, I am... Yes, I feel like the way that they describe themselves and their performances is fucking intense. And I think that they put their money where their mouth is among other gross things. You oh know? yeah. They put a lot of gross things in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, just the way, I mean, if we're moving into the boudoir, let's just go in there. Um, just the way that, uh, hollow got so excited when they thought that they might be electrocuted. Oh my God, I want to be electrocuted. Yeah. I'm like, Wow. Yeah. These are all little monsters running around this boudoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I feel like that's why being able to see the performer under the drag is so much even more interesting on Dragula because it's like, who, like, what is the mind behind this drag? Yeah. Like, who is the person behind, you know, the performer stapling their face? Right. Like, that's what right. I want to know. What's the encasement of the monster that's within that yeah. comes out? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I call Hollow the staple center in this scene. Oh, oh yeah. This uh, whole staple. That's easy. Yeah, yeah this whole staple situation. Um, it was fine at first. And then when Maxie was going to take off the staple from Madeline, uh, I guess she just kind of like pulled and I, twisted the wrong way. I was like, I was not prepared for that. Yeah. I mean, that was, it all felt to me also very first episode, like, oh yeah, let's be fucking punk. And, oh you know, yeah. You know, get a good first impression. Yeah. Staple me. Like it's that right. just, you know. Well, but she was kind of cute about it. She's like, no, I don't want to be stapled. Oh my God, I'm getting stapled. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then she classic New Yorker. When I got this tattoo, I saw white. This, I didn't even feel anything. Whatever. I mean, like, no big deal. But, like, I just, I was like, oh, I just, oh, you're so familiar. Um, I'm not even making fun of her. I'm just saying I know well, let's, who she let, is. Let's talk about uh, Madeline because I feel like Madeline was the main character of this, almost like a narrator, right? Um, it's a between Madeline and Eva. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like Madeline is the. I'm going to get this term wrong, but the unreliable narrator. Yeah, I think so. Which fits her name. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I think that Madeline is, you know, Jerry's still out in terms of the the reality competition or the reality show, you know, contestant of Madeline Hatter. Because I think to zoom in on, for example, her interesting relationship with Yavska. Oh, yeah, we could talk about that too. Because I feel like what we're seeing there, you know... It reminds me of Bianca Del Rio, where it's we're watching a really tough person, and 
um, sort of tracking when they take the kid gloves off mm-hmm. and when they put them back on. Right. And I think with Yavska, there's times like where she's just she just goes full tilt, and it's just like. Honey, she's like she's she's a twenty thousand year old alien from Canada. Yeah, back off. Originally from Mexico. Yeah, right? it's just like like there's a lot of layers to Yavska. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that whole um, conflict. I don't know. I I was like, is Yavska being shady or is she just socially awkward? Right. And it just came became very apparent. It's like. I don't think Yavska was even aware that it sounded shady. Yeah, I think Yavska's sitting there in a Victorian gown with her teeth painted half black, you know. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're 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 definitely left to center. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, and Madeline, 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 Maddie. out of line, out of line. Yeah, no, Maddie. Um, I'm just gonna call her Maddie. And, Go for it, know, whatever. Um, Maddie came hard. Yeah. And I, I think that was the reality show part. And what happened as it went on, I think Maddie was like, oh, uh, that's kind of mean. Yeah. Right? Because like then Dahlia that. was like, Dahlia got in. Uh-huh. And Maddie might have been like, did I just start a pile up? Ooh. Yeah. And so she kind of did that. She gave that unsolicited advice, which I have thoughts on uh, just the idea that she gives unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. But uh, she says, you know, be careful to be not a one trick pony. Um, and rely on a mask, and then she's like, "Well, I'd like to see that." Yeah, yeah. well, she does the thing where she like she kind of lifts her mm. chin. I'd like to that. see that. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see that because I think yeah. she didn't know how to express that she was retreating. Yes, and I that exactly. This felt like someone who was who didn't know how to back off, except to like as much as possible show interest. Yes. Yeah. 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 And say, "Oh, cool. I'm interested in seeing that because but I don't." The tone was still there. Right. right. Yeah. She wasn't giving her a compliment. She was saying like she was okay. I'm open to your being present in this room with me. Right. I won't shut you down anymore. <laughs> but you know, this is a relationship. I'm keen to see how this develops because. Oh, and I think it. I think it could be great. I think it gets worse because oh. whenever Madeline was talking about Yaska at the at Macri Park, there was this. Thing in her voice. Oh, uh, well, you know, that makes sense because when Yavska was talking about her look and the story behind it and she was getting kind of like, she was bringing the emotions into, you know, her, uh, how she feels like an alien. She feels like she's been bullied so much she's not even human anymore. Right. And, you know, has that kind of like moment and then Madeline does that. Anyway, so my look is, mm. and it was just like, you know, I, I get it. It always gets a laugh. It hits a note that makes people laugh yeah. because you're switching gears so fast. Yeah. But it is, it's such a sacrifice for a fucking laugh. Make me fucking laugh. <laughs> Make me fucking laugh. Make me fucking <laughs> laugh. Make me laugh. You know? I don't care. It's laugh. such a sacrifice to make me fucking <laughs> laugh. But you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because uh, there's been sociological experiments about um, the attitudes and power in uh, of a, a group, power mm-hmm. dynamics of a group at a table, and uh, each position at the table takes on a different type of dynamic, mm-hmm. right? A different power number, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. And Madeline is right in the center, kind of just like. It was almost like Raven in Untucked. This was all very Raven season two. It's so Raven. It's so Raven. It's everybody looking to Madeline to what's yeah, the dominant they kept energy. Looking back to her, mm-hmm. she really took over that role mm-hmm. of point and shoot. You yeah, know? it's. I mean, it's impressive when somebody can take the the energetic reins like that in especially a group, especially with this group. Yeah, especially with a group of drag queens in general, drag performers, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like. 
they're again talking about sacrifices i feel like you have to plow through people a little bit to take the lead like that so quickly oh you have to plow through them you do you got to plow right through uh yeah can you you know <laughs> can, can you get into yeah, it yeah yeah crawl all over their fucking tits <laughs> yeah i'd let them crawl all over my tits <laughs> I mean, I love a, I love, I love a person with a rasp, you know? <laughs> crawl over my tits. I let him crawl all over my tits. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I think I'll be going now. <laughs> I love that line, too, to remember. I'll let, them crawl. let him crawl all over my tits. coffee um <laughs> no but you know uh madeline madeline the mayor i kind of call her in yeah, this episode that's what yeah. this segment will be called madeline yeah. the mayor mm-hmm. um is very james majesty as well yeah yeah again yeah totally i think because um, there was such like, this big energy this big reality show performance mm-hmm. from madeline that i don't think is a bad idea i think it's a great thing mm-hmm. that will keep her interesting off of the runway, which, yeah. you know, is always... That's key. We, we need that. Yeah, I think with this trope, because we've seen it before, we've seen James Majesty do it, and some of this is in the editing as well. So I'm yes, just saying, of course. It's not just In Madeline. general, like, yeah. it's, you know, we've seen James Majesty do it. We saw, obviously, we've seen Madeline do it. We saw Raven do it. We've seen other queens and other shows or other, you know, perform or contestants on other reality the shows. The Vixen, right? Do this, yeah. you know, and in some ways, The Vixen, it was like a, it was a similar choice, different result. Mm-hmm. I feel like in order to, like, you can do that, but to kind of maintain it and enrich it, then you have to have the, like, the storyline of like, well, then you unfold and we, people find out. That you're, you're a good person. That you're, yeah, like Bianca did this. It's like, oh, you have a softer side. Oh, right. this is your backstory. Like, it's it's how you do it. Otherwise, you just flame out. Oh, leave, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're flailing and you're 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 fighting. It's like you're a, a, mm-hmm. the, the fly caught between the screen and the window. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at some point, it's like, okay, we're done with this. You've, you've agitated enough, you know, to give us enough content. We're going to leave now. Right. And it also yeah. looks like you're suffering. Yeah, 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 totally. And that's where I think it was similar to The Vixen. Whereas I think with like Bianca, for example, it was like, she endured and people loved her because we got to see, oh, okay, you do connect with the door and, oh, you can joke around and you can ease up mm. and, you know, you can, you help all the queens, even Laganja. And I think that's what I'm seeing with Madeline is like, she'll read a queen, but then if a queen is falling behind, she's like, here, let me help you. Yeah, right. I feel like that's there, yeah, you know? That there's this uh, <clears throat> sisterhood, but, yeah. you know, uh, I guess... Um, what would the new word be, right? Like uh, uh, yeah, this um, siblinghood. Yeah, this this monsterhood. Kin- yeah. Kinship. Kinship. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's like, well, you know, Madeline's a drag grandma. So. Oh yeah, Grandma Maddie. Yeah, Grandma Maddie. <laughs> There's Louise, Mama Louise. Oh, Mama Louise. And grandma, grandma Maddie. Grandma Maddie. Who's like really mean <clears throat> and honest. Yes. Yeah. 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 She is. She's been through it, so yeah. she's she's got nothing to lose. She's basic, she's so old. She's basically <laughs> Granny Clampett. Yeah. <laughs> granny Clampett. Yeah. What about Granny Clampett? It's expensive. She's a Beverly Hillbilly, you know. <laughs> there is a little quote um, uh, because I love Louisiana. Louise. Oh, do you? If, if yeah. we're bringing up Louise, you know, Lou? You bring up Louise. Yeah. Bring up Louis. Yeah. Um, hey, Lou. Uh, I love when um, I think it was Dahlia was like, "You're hot," and Louisiana, Louisiana's like, "Well, thank you." There's a Sample later at the back of the grocery store. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like land, landing, yeah, yeah. landing. You mean by the show. butcher curtain? 
the one that Valencia is going to use for her look later. Like it was, you know, when she said it, it was like, oh no, no, just no, say thank you. Don't, just say thank don't. You. If you're not prepared, say talk. Yeah, just say talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was landing. Uh, she was trying to do that comeback, and yeah. again, that's the charm. That's what I kind of love about that reality mm-hmm. aspect of Louisiana. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think you know we saw a lot of this in Dragula. We got an oh fuck two. yes, Mary from her. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, but we saw a lot of this in season two of Dragula. Of you can see the nervousness of the contestants on yeah. TV. Oh my god! And I think that gets polished the fuck out on Drag Race, right? But I mean, I I don't mind it. I kind of think that's part of the appeal of Dragula is that these aren't these like polished people even like they're not they are they do get nervous they do get scared they do get flubbed you know yeah, and it also kind of makes me not not love the the new boudoir even more because it does seem more like a set yeah yeah i think in season two and in season one certainly it was like this is literally about to go on stage. yeah it's literally yeah. what it looks like to be like backstage at yeah. some there might be theater. come on the floor yeah yeah maybe maybe yeah. you know if we're lucky if you're lucky <laughs> You know, uh, it's like the floor of the cock, you know, it's just like, well, (laughs) oh God, I have a story about the floor of the cock that I won't tell, but this was many years ago and I ended up throwing that pair of shorts out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, Um, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Um, yes. Uh, so, uh, okay. So we talked about the Staples Center. Let's talk about, uh, about the fish gate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get to it. Let, Cause I feel like Mary's are probably keen to hear our thoughts on this. I think it's when I was watching this segment, I definitely sat there and quietly said, well, all right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. This is, has, is, and I think I even texted you, has there ever been a more all right, Mary moment right. in something we've recapped than this? Right. Oh, totally. Especially uh, on Dragula. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm excited that this is where the conversation's happening. Um, I'm going to lead with this. I come from the Bob the Drag Queen school of thinking where I'm not going to tell you that that's offensive or you can't say that. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You just have to be prepared to accept the consequences. The Im- the consequences of the impact. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, yeah that, that say whatever you want, but like however someone reacts, that's on you to handle. Right. But like I especially – I'm not going to sit here and tell people what they can and cannot say, especially when like I'm just like a gay white guy. Like I'm I'm even loosening the strings on faggot these days. So like I'm not going to come here and and hey, say Colin, whether... Can you not say that word? <clears throat> oh, are you just here to educate I'm... me <laughs> on why I shouldn't say you that? You know, I'm just here to educate. Do you not have time for the word faggot? <laughs> Um, no one should reclaim. No one. Um, yeah. So no. Uh, I just. I think it's worth reading the quote. But uh, yeah, the the term fishy comes up when they're talking about Dahlia, and mm-hmm. then Hollow says, "Please don't use that word. I don't have time for the word fish. It is a piece of language that no one should reclaim." Um, yeah. And then in the talking head is when she says, "I'm I'm just here to educate." And they kind of, in terms of the editing, like that's. And I said, "She, it's they." Yeah, that that's they that that's put like into the episode right before they go into um, this larger speech in the room sure. about I don't have time for fish, you know. It's and and listen, I get. I totally get the logic of saying what you're doing is you're you're categorizing something based on when it's sick and when it's you know yeah. in, in not in balance and it's there yes I mean you can't listen you can't get around it is like there is something Im- implicitly misogynistic about that there is well you know what I'm not for nothing but like we as a culture have accepted a very violently misogy- misogynistic word bitch yeah bitch is 
awful if you really think about mm-hmm. what that word is, yeah. right? And when you call a woman a bitch versus a man a bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Two different meanings, both terrible. Yeah. And uh, we've <clears> just accepted it, and it's just become a part of the lexicon. Now, if I wanted to walk into a room where people were using the word bitch, and that was part of just kind of how they were used to talking, and I said, please don't use that word around me, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully, somebody's going to respond positively and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, or why not? Right. And right. then it's my job to educate and say, well, this is this is what that word means. And then it's their turn to be like, oh, well, this is how I view that. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a dialogue. I think that's the key is there's a dialogue. I will say, you know, in the spirit of dialogue, what is your response to a drag queen named Bitch Puddin? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who we love. Yeah. Who we fucking love. Yeah. I mean, and. Because I don't, I don't. I'm not offended by the word. Yeah, bitch. I was gonna say I don't take an issue with the word bitch. I, you know, I listen. You know, there's a lot to be said for Latrice Royale being in total control of herself. Okay? Yeah, like there's a, you know, I, I used to feel very strongly about not reclaiming the word faggot. I've come around to the point where I think I recognize its power, and I kind of think there's a time and a place for powerful words. Yes, and I, and if you, and there's the intention is important with right. that. Like I'll use the word faggot if I really want to come for someone because it's a nasty fucking word. Yeah. And so it's nice to have that in my back pocket if I ever have to go there. Right. And it's got the, th- yeah, the, yeah. Fuh. and the, yeah. T- at yeah, the end. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of, um, you know, gay men reclaiming or claiming, uh, cunt, you know, feeling like, pussy, yeah. feeling like cunt, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, if you're playing with gender, you're going to go into that gender's kind of experience and lexicon and explore that. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense to me that fish and that term fishy Mm -hmm. has just become a part of a a type of drag queen or an aesthetic, right? And Mm -hmm. the the origins of it are just kind of cast aside and it's like, well, Mm -hmm. we kind of all all understand what this... Cast aside. It's sort of a... Yeah, it's kind of a a little pun. A little pun there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Off starboard. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) Not the poop deck. No, no, we're not talking... We are not talking about the poop deck today. It's a rare time where we're not talking about the poop deck. Uh, But yeah, I think think the thing that I got from Hollow's... uh, what do you call it here? This moment? Yeah, this moment. Um, social justice corner? Social justice corner. Let's social justice boudoir. Yeah. Um, I feel like Hollow came into it and had good intentions of like, well, I'm just here to educate. This is my this is my truth. Mm-hmm. This is I don't like that word. And then they got stuck in um, the, the idea that when you educate someone, you're assuming that mm-hmm. they want to be educated. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you can have all the best intentions of the world of in the world, but if somebody doesn't want to learn, mm-hmm. no matter what you say at them, it's they're gonna feel defensive. Yeah, and I I I think that however however they want to enter that conversation is totally their prerogative, and I totally respect how they did this, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know how much impact it had, especially on the audience. Yeah, where they kind of got painted to look a little bit too fascist or aggressive. Almost falling into a stereotype. Yeah. Of like, you know, the the militant queer. Right. You know, who... And, and I think it's just... It's a... It's obviously a very nuanced situation. I I think... 
I'm not here to say if that's how they feel, then okay, fine. I don't really use the word, so me personally, it doesn't affect at all. Well, it'll certainly give me pause if yeah. I want to use it in the future, right? Sure. Um, or when somebody else uses it. But like the rule number one I learned is don't censor a drag queen, right? <clears throat> and so now I'm uh, now here we are watching somebody, you know, a drag performer coming in censoring other other drag performers. Yeah, and there is. And Dragula, I think, is a weird place to kind of say, oh, well, this is kind of an outsider. But I think what we were seeing or what this is related to is similar conversations and things that come up around gay male only spaces and mm. folks who are not cisgendered gay male entering those spaces, participating in those spaces. I'm using all those like, you know, bachelorette parties at gay bars. Right. Okay? Like, let's yeah. just be bachelorette real. Bachelorette parties at gay bars. Uh, uh, cis women that want to go to a jockstrap party. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, I, I, my opinion personally, like bachelorette parties we've talked about before. We've talked a lot about women in gay bars. We're, we're very supportive of it, actually. Yeah. I think for folks who haven't been longtime listeners, we're very supportive of women being welcomed at gay bars and anyone oh, outside of, you know, you know, cisgendered gay males being welcome. But I think this, again, goes back to intention. It goes back to, are you here to gook and gawk? Right. Um, I think that's actually a racist statement. Sorry, not. Oogle and gawk. Oh, oh. <laughs> As a, <laughs> anyway, oh wow. I yeah. Right. I was like, oh, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> um, anyway. As Dusty would say, whops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So um, I think that, you know, in terms of like women at the Eagle on Jockstrap Night, I personally, I find that uncomfortable and I do feel like that's not your space and it's not my space to go to a women's only sex related event. Mm. We're kind of like veering off topic and tan tangenting into uh, queer spaces versus inclusive spaces mm -hmm. and straight spaces mm -hmm. because most of the world is a straight space, right? Yeah. And so when we have these queer spaces, we're like, yay. And now that we're in 2019 and we're even more exploring the different identities within the queer community. We're like, mm -hmm. hey, that's also oppressive because I'm not that, right? right. And so we're even trying to further uh, make more inclusivity, right? And right. so we're looking at something that originally was for an outcast, mm -hmm. and now we're being like, well, you're not an outcast anymore because right. you're the dominant in our little community, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it, it creates a lot of tension, and it, and uh, there's not a lot of dialogues that happen, and people, I, I feel like, don't listen right away. They're mm -hmm. quick to say, well, that's wrong, mm -hmm. and I won't hear any different about it, yeah. right? And people who are attached to what they know, what they're familiar with, I think, you know, for men who, who don't want to see women in gay bars, it's attached to this idea of like, these are our safe spaces. And it's like, well, it can still be safe. It can, it's still safe. You're just making it safe for more people. Yeah, exactly. And, but, you know, again, there's the, there's nuances to that, too. Well, there is. And I, I feel like that's a huge discussion. But going back to this boudoir moment, right, mm -hmm. we have Hollow Eve as, uh, as you're saying, is kind of painted as the outsider here. Mm -hmm. And they're coming in and they're saying, actually... Um, I'm a drag performer mm -hmm. and this term is problematic, yeah. right? A term I, that we've heard in this setting of drag queens getting putting makeup on 
throw bandied right. about casually. all the time. Yeah, feeling like pussy, feeling yeah. like cunt. And Could you imagine Hollow interacting with that? Right, you know? and that's why I'm saying I'm connecting to this idea of entering spaces. Is like, oh, this is something that's so common in this space. Right, and here's someone saying, actually, can you not say that? Yeah, and so I guess the way that I have to think of it is, if I have a negative reaction to somebody coming into a space that I thought was safe for me to say different words and mm-hmm. have different dialogues. Somebody coming in and saying, no, Johnny, don't say that. I have to detach the the way that they're saying it and coming for me and, and the whole situation with the content. Mm-hmm. And I have to go into the content and really think about that and open up a dialogue with them. And I don't think that this boudoir moment with all the tensions and all of the energies mm-hmm. really, really high that they weren't going to have. Priscilla wasn't going to have that talk with Hollow. No, I, I, yeah, I think that Priscilla's reaction was probably even one I would have. I'm not above that. I'd be like, okay, all right, I, you know what? I, like, there's a there was a shutting down of like, sure, yeah, whatever, fine. Right. Uh, I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. And to me, it was like that was just somebody trying to get out of a con- of a confrontation versus like hearing okay i think you that makes a lot of sense to me i get what you're saying yeah um but you know what this is the first episode and i am very keen especially having landon in the room to see this conversation get explored more totally i, I kind of would have loved to hear a drag drag king's response to that word fishy right i just think that would be really fascinating yeah uh it was it was a, i was glad that it, the dialogue happened right yeah. and obviously like it rubbed Many people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool. I think that's, you know, isn't that kind of the that's whole the point. point? That's the whole point yeah. is to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad it's forcing us to talk about it too. Right. And, you know, if somebody comes with the idea of like, I'm just here to educate, I also hope that they can, if they're really there to educate, that I could ask a question mm-hmm. and that I could keep talking about it with them. Yeah. Because sometimes that's a bit of a red herring when someone says, I'm just here to educate. It's like, hmm. That's like saying, I don't mean to be offensive, but it's like sometimes you end up doing kind of the opposite. Oh, right. And there's also this, um, I don't know, I, it makes me think of teachers with good intentions, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be really kind of oppressive, right? Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to behave. I'm right. just here to educate you. I'm mm-hmm. going to make you better. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, th- it's a two-way street. Yeah. And and who are you serving here in right. those situations? Yeah. Who is this for? Right. Mm-hmm. Who's it for? And I, 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 it's obvious who it's for. for yeah. Hollow, right. Yeah. Of course. This is they're this pointing is, out this yeah. gendered language. Right? Yeah. They're speaking from a from obviously a certain say from a wound, but I feel like that's kind of like a joke. You know what I mean? Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, tell like, us a joke. Like an axe wound, you know, going back to the vagina. Um, I'm explaining the joke. Oh, you are. I feel Oops. like if I don't, Marys will get frustrated Oops. if I don't explain the joke. Well, it's a very pretty gash. Um, Thank you. Wound. Um, anyway, uh, I think I think we can swim away from fishy. Oh yeah, no, I think I think we uh, trust the Gordon's fishermen. I think we've we've got a good catch here. Let's go home and. <laughs> Fry it up and oh, pull in the net. Yeah, you know. put a little uh, put a little tartar sauce on this one and <laughs> call it macaroni. Uh, um, so yeah, I I obviously I love this the the boudoir scene because we do kind of get to see these interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I yeah oh I was gonna say, and I love how it ends, which is of course with oh yes Louise going. Well, you know what, you guys, you guys, we have a lot of looks to do. <laughs> so like, I think we need to get our makeup started. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
And that's um, I well, love that. Yeah, and I that a fake announcement. It was a fake announcement yes. to create drama. I thought it was very funny. It's the perfect person to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and there's that sort of fake out of like you know the alarm going. Well, that's off. what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just. Oh, I thought you were just talking about Louisiana. You know, being prompted to say, "Well, you guys, we should oh, really no, get no, ready." No, oh no, 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 no. Yes. No. Yeah, that the whole, announcement. That yeah. whole moment. I didn't really understand what the. Like it was just for drama. Yeah, because yeah. then they didn't they didn't pick it so up. So much happened. Yeah, after that moment, because we saw the floor show next, and I was like, "There's no way they did that." In yeah. Like 10 minutes. So why did we even do this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Funny. So yeah, so we get to the floor show. Of course, uh, the Boulay brothers are in those looks. Oh, those. Those uh, sexy anal beaded yeah those those balls yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah that looked like it would hurt going in these globes uh, yeah. these melons yeah <laughs> for all the world to see <laughs> thank you Nina you're welcome yeah um, I also appreciated uh, Fifi O'Hara I oh yeah she was she was a great judge yeah and I liked her body language I liked the cross legs you love that kind of like collapsed yeah. through a bulk in the craft yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and kind of love just that kind of wiggling in the chair when I want to get into my own kind of like womanhood mm-hmm. that's inside my femininity I do Feruza bulk from the craft where I put mm-hmm. my both of my legs um, between my uh, excuse me both my arms between my legs oh yes and like broken doll it from uh-huh. like American Sex Not Model uh-huh. and my shoulders kind of cave in I'm just like Hey. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of getting inside me, we also have Phil Jimenez. Oh, uh, you want him to get inside? You want to fill you up? Oh, I, I, mm. please. Yeah. I, oh, well, he, then I get Israel. So. Uh, well, you know, I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about. Is there that. room for two? Is there room for two? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I. I think. Uh, I think there is. I think so long as Phil keeps the hat on. Oh, I, you like the I, hat? I, I just love that he just, what he's giving me is like, I'm going to fuck you behind Comic-Con. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, that's what I'm getting. I the, the, I was attracted to him as more of a, a receiving end. Like, I was kind of like, I want to see you on your back in the middle of that party room. Oh, so you saw Phil more as getting filled than filling. Yes, exactly. I see. Like, Phil. Too, like, yes, Phil, Phil. With an arrow down. Phil, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not a Please name. It's a direction. Phil. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. a directive. Um, a Command, an yeah. order, if you Yeah, will. well, why not both, you know? I, I don't see why. Maybe Phil can fill Fifi. <laughs> why should Fifi get all the fun? Maybe Phil, Fifi could fill Phil. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like Phil and Fifi might like filling each other. Well, now you're just full of baloney. Yeah, now you're just full of baloney. Um, uh, filament. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so what if I'm in a wooden structure wrapped in filament and staples and then I run out into the audience and I do Bjork and I've got spiders on my tits. And I like them crawl on my tits. She'll be hands rubbing all over my body. And I liked it. And I liked, I liked it. it. And I liked it. Hollow Eve as Carrie's mother. Oh my God. That's a casting Genius. Yeah. Or what a great drag performance if she was dressed up as they. Piper Laurie. So, yeah. Excuse me, they. If they were dressed up as Piper Laurie with the knives, like oh. the, when when they, when Piper Laurie gets. Oh the my nail. god! And yeah. then the blood was coming out of them. Uh huh. Oh uh-huh. my god! And you know what the song would be? Probably Bjork. You know. Well, it would be like uh, play dead. Well, yeah. Or that, you know what? There's a, a um, there's a Tori Amos song called Crucify. Oh, Crucify. Uh huh. What's that song that goes? That's chains. I think so it's Crucify. It is? Oh, it is Crucify. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, my God. That song is... Can we just pause? I know 
that some people think that she's like ridiculous or whatever. Tori Amos is she humps her piano on she's stage. She's so it's fabulous. talented. Yeah, she's very talented. Like I was, she's very talented. I used to listen to her in high school a lot, and I was re-listening to Little Earthquakes and from the Choir Girl Hotel. Okay. Oh my god. I'm only really familiar with the hits and then Little Earthquakes. I also saw her in concert with Alanis when she opened for Alanis. Oh. <laughs> Crazy, uh, yeah. No, I, I, um, I really, I think she's fantastic. Um, so, so, oh, so maybe Halloween will do a Tori Amos. Song. I would, I, I could get into that. I think Halloween would also do Torn Anus. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think that's by Alaska the- Thunderfuck. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I the floor show was great. Uh, if I don't know if you want to go through all the looks or if you just kind of want to go and talk I, about the tops and the bottoms or let's talk about which look which look did you really love and which one didn't really resonate for you oh I think the one that I really really loved um I mean oh man I Dahlia Blacks was really really cool it was yeah that eye trick was so cool yes I love that I, I, I yeah I love that a lot yeah um and I also think uh, high on the list was uh, Yavska. 110%. I was just, I was like, this is Dragula. Yeah. Like, this is what I expect this. Yeah. Weird kind of monster walking sideways. Like, yeah, I loved it. You know, it's funny. In some ways, I think about Yavska's drag the same way I think about Nina Bonina Brown. Oh, yeah. What's you know she going to do next? And it's just like, there is something different and exciting. And like, shouldn't this win every week? Right. You know, like, right. I, I think there is a bit of that. I was so worried that Yavska was going to be like, you know, Monique Shame, where it was like, oh, the mask is a problem. Mm. But honestly, like, she paints her masks. Like, I, I kind of think it's totally valid. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's less time to put it on, but whatever. She did the work already to paint, paint it in the first place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, People and, use prosthetics. Yeah. I mean, you have to paint the prosthetics. Totally. Like, I mean, why and, not? And the overall effect was just so powerful. Yeah. That it was I, really scary. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a great way to start the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very excited for Moriavska. Um, Eva was just serving Medusa and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love any Medusa reference. Yeah. Because yeah. it is so queer. It's so queer and I feel like um, you know, you could do a drag performance where you get really phallic with it. You know, mm-hmm. like you could, I think Medusa, you could go so many directions with that. Yeah. And oh. speaking of snakes, right. You also had Landon Sider who had the snake beard, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there were many drag performers on that stage that I felt shoulder up. Yes. Amazing. Right. Uh-huh. And then shoulder down, you I, know, Mama Celeste face down. Yeah. It's like, you have to go to work. Mama Celeste face <laughs> down. And I'm like, so what are you doing out here with a, in a bathing suit with no corset and a belt? <laughs> you know, still my. I mean, and the one that I had the most, I guess, issue with, with that uh, was hollow. I agree. Because hollow, again, it was disgusting. And mm-hmm. I think that the, the face thing they were doing was fabulous and very distracting Mm -hmm. because on second watch you see what what's covering the rest of them and it is just it's a bodysuit yeah it's it's a bodysuit that would get you read for filth the first episode of drag race right and so i guess the argument that i would make is i think hollow can do a lot more than that oh yeah and they were they didn't want the bar to be so high they weren't going to do the syringes Mm -hmm. they weren't going to do the nails coming out of the fingers yeah you know but then i think i and i hear that and i feel like I think about Victoria Elizabeth Black and the first episode, she she did that look where she pulled her fucking face off, which is actually very similar to what Hollow Eve was doing, the effect that she created by stretching, excuse me, they created by stretching their face. 
um, Victoria Elizabeth Black did the same thing by holding that circular like mask that had the skin on it. Right. And then when she pulled it away, it was just like that skinned face. But there was a whole look, you know, alongside that. And then I think about Victoria in the alien look. And like that was like the second episode. Oh, my God. The you alien know? look was so yeah. with the clicking. Yeah. Or no, <laughs> she. Yeah, she was the alien look. I think was the third one. The second one oh. was uh, the the old ghost town where she won. Oh, right. So I'm just saying yes. that like. Was she, didn't she burn herself? Yeah, she was in that little, yeah. you know, that booth. But I think. Um, Fortune teller. There's something to be said for, uh, to go back to Raven, of don't hold back looks. Like, you don't know oh. when you're going to get a chance to use it. Don't hold, just have a strong look every week. Yeah. That's the challenge. Yeah. And I, I feel like her, uh, their look was just not as. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thought it, it made sense that they were in the middle. Yeah, I almost thought, oh, this could be a bottom look. Oh, really? Because it, there was it was so. It I, was it, no it drag to me. Like one thing that I love about drag is when it is shocking mm-hmm. and disturbing. Like mm-hmm. I, I get that aspect of the performance, mm-hmm. and this was shocking and disturbing for many people. And so it's like, okay, I think to your point, safe. because I'd already seen the staple tricks in the boudoir. I was yeah, like, oh, that's true. you stapled your face. Okay, yeah. I, that's true. Okay. So it, I was already having the experience you're talking about of like, oh, well, I, I'm not shocked because I just saw you do that. Right. But it's not their fault. It's just that, that phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, I hope that there's more uh, more than just the Staples Center, right? Yes, yes. No, I, I Yeah, hope. we want to see Home Depot, too. Totally, totally. <laughs> Lowe's if you have to, you know? I, I'm, I'm brand agnostic. Um, and Ace Hardware, hey. But yeah, I, I think for me, the strong... Dahlia really did feel like the most complete look. And it the, was very complete. Yes. Yeah. And I think that really resonated. I think that this floor show in general was tough. But I felt like it was tough for me, especially the queens who were just safe, to really get a good look at what they were doing. It was very fast, right? Yeah. The one... Um, like St. Lucia? I have no idea yeah, what they were. It was, yeah, it was weird uh, with St. Lucia because I, I saw the mask and mm-hmm. like the white eyes, but then there wasn't much else detail, yeah. right? It was and like a... even Priscilla Chambers, we never really got the full look. Yeah. It was always in shadow, and then it was just like... Like torso up. It was more about those portrait shots with the cigar. Yeah, and I I loved all that. I that look did feel like that was more of a safe look compared to some of the safe looks that could have been top looks. Like I Yavska, agree. Yavska, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of Valencia, I thought this look was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done, Mary. Um, I guess you could say this look was the worst. You might say that this challenge wasn't her medium. <laughs> Yeah. She didn't bring home the bacon. No. Uh, <laughs> so let me get this straight. Yeah. She gets she goes home after this? Yeah. <laughs> Salami. <laughs> Listen, you turkey. Uh uh yeah, I wasn't surprised when she chickened out of the extermination. You know, I have a I have a beef with all of these puns. You're gonna She be- just needed someone to hold her ham. <laughs> You're grounded. Oh, they're all baking me to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they are. Um. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. uh, thoughts on Miss T-Bone? I just feel like the look was funny and comedic, and I kind of really wanted her to stay, and I feel like had she jumped out of that fucking plane. Yeah. You're not the one that has to jump out of the fucking plane. Um, if she had jumped out of the fucking plane, she would have stayed. Yeah. Because yeah. there's that, again, there's, she's coming to the competition with a very um, different 
perspective, mm-hmm. much like Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, right? and and I think that from the reality TV side of things, she was giving a lot. She it was the best scene in the episode was that scene between her and Louise. Yeah, so she's giving <laughs> us that energy that is at least good for another episode or two. Yeah, I agree. Whereas I think like Maxie wasn't. We saw so little of Maxie that I was like, okay, well, I guess. Like, we didn't see much in terms of talking heads. There wasn't much in terms of, right. like, conversation among the queens. So I I was getting first out energy from Maxie, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, me too. I thought that they would – the drama alone. It was yeah. like – and again, talking about story arcs, it's like, oh, this is the thing I don't want to do. Yeah. And then we see her do it. Yeah. Seeing flying meat coming out of the sky. I mean, it was just such poetry waiting to happen. And then – you know, she pulls the meat out. Yeah, yeah, of then, the freezer, and it was thawed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had, um, it had gone rancid, sizzled up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just charred, laid to rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just still a little too pink inside. <laughs> I think they needed to trim the fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they needed to grill her a little longer. See if she was really ready. Put her through the grinder. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I'm sure that's what she did. She went back home. And... It's always tinder. Yeah, right? That'll warm you up. Yeah. yeah when yeah. the meat's tinder, yeah. you don't have to put it through the grinder. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is it scruff or tinder? All right, Mary. Um, so I want to talk about Louisiana Purchase's look, right? Um, this, I totally got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it. Um, yeah. Um, that was a crazy person. Um, I got it, but I understood why she was on the bottom. And I actually think she could. there could have been a chance where she was actually up for extermination. Yeah. Because when you do compare her to the rest of the group, it's like this aesthetic is great. And it didn't necessarily measure up with the the, the breath mm-hmm. that's on the stage. And I think that's really the message they gave her. Like, I... I I liked that they and like Phil, oh Phil, like had called out the references that she was making, and I think that that's it's cool that like there's a like a space to make those references and yeah. that we get to see that and I get to be educated on that. Right. But I think again, it goes back to the framework that they put with this of like we're not saying what your your drag is bad or what you're doing right now is bad. It's just not fitting the challenge. And I think that I kind of expected the I I thought she might have been in the bottom. I thought it fit the challenge though. Yeah. It just wasn't. Of the level. I mean, I just, yeah, when you compare it to most of these other queens, it's just not at the level. And right. uh, yeah, that's one I'm curious to see if she can bring it to the level or if this is really like the space she plays in. Like, was she shitting her pants when she looked across to see Yovska? Yeah, like, when, when she's just putting that little like, you know, collar on. And yeah, then and she the little looked, mask. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and she looks over and yeah, and Yovska's kind of like wriggling <laughs> into this full body, you know, street cone. Yeah, yeah. Have Hollow Eve next to her, just yeah. like pulling yeah. her, pulling going, her face. Ka-clunk, just, ka-clunk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, and 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 Louisiana's like, well, I'm just gonna put this cat eye mask on. I'm ready, you know, uh, purring uh, and ready. Yeah, uh, was she done like an hour and a half before everybody else? No, I, know, I know? know. Yeah, could you like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Add more to your luck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe she could have stapled. She could have borrowed. Maybe Paolo's you know stapler gun. Yeah, I mean, if, pff, I, yeah, apparently that's enough to be safe. Oh. Oof. Oof. Um, I only say that because I've I've seen other things that Halloween has done, and they can do so much more. Oh well, that the, this was like you're not even just trying to not raise the bar. Like this is so much less than you can do. The creep performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, I I think I've seen that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
Yeah. There's just it that's what I want to see. I'm really excited for Hollow. I'm happy that they were safe mm-hmm. and they could have been lower. Yeah, but I feel like the Boulay brothers know, like, okay, well, if we're going to bring Hollow and Landon on, regardless of how they do, we need to, like, get more time with right. these performers. Right. Like, that's part of what we're right. fucking doing It would be here. shitty. Yeah. It really sucked to be like, can a drag king, you know, keep up with these queens? Nope. Nope. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't want them to get any passes. No, I don't right? either. And I don't think that either of them, they, even they didn't for what need I'm it. saying, yeah, they I don't think it. they were getting passes, but I think, like... As a viewer, I would have been so disappointed. Um, even to, also oh, as well sure, to be sure. disappointed to not see more of Eva. Like it's not just about this whole gender thing. It's like there's certain queens where you just know there's like a an iceberg of potential there. Yeah. Whereas maybe a queen like Maxi or Violencia, it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm not feeling that same depth. Right. So, um, but I've only seen one episode. So. Um, I thought it was super cool to see the queens in their sky jumping suits, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to see Maxie's kind of skin cap kind of flapping off. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was pretty badass. It you know? was. I mean, I am terrified of heights. I would have done it, but I would have cried. Uh, and then one, actually, I would I have feel felt, like I would have passed out. I would have yeah. been happy knowing that I was in tandem with someone like that made me feel like, yeah. And he would called you buddy. Oh, God, he would have tapped yeah. me on the shoulder. Hey, you ready, buddy? Yeah. Ugh. How you doing there, buddy? Uh, I'd be like, well, other than this raging erection, I'm doing great. Right. And, you know, and then in your head, you're like, this is how we met. This, Yeah, it, it would be, <laughs> I mean. Uh, but then the thing is, if like you fell in love with your skydiving instructor that you flew in tandem with for your first jump, mm-hmm. then the expectation is. I'm going to have to do this again. Well, I mean, I kind of think, <laughs> I kind of feel like the dark metaphor of falling in love with your skydiving instructor is it's all downhill from here. <laughs> you know? You only go down from here. Well, you know what they say? They say, if you want to meet a drunk, you meet him at a bar. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's like, if I met my skydiving instructor while skydiving, then I, I have to know that that is something they do. Right, that this is something that I have to like contend with and make space for right and i just you know um i I really hope that there's some skydiving instructor out there who's going to find his tandem partner uh (laughs) who wants to get up in the air with him every weekend i Um, you know it's interesting we didn't see maxi's partner we never got to see his face only like only enough to know like okay i i think you wear cargo shorts a lot okay (laughs) yeah um which is Fine. Um, uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a space for that. It was it was yeah it was it was a cool extermination challenge. Obviously, they put the disgusting thing first with the spiders. Yeah, and then this one, I you know, it was easy. Yeah, this one, I felt like oh, this is a, an extermination that's easy to watch. I would say the the murder of Violencia via hammer. The oh yeah, end, yeah I would say it's graphic. Not it, worth it watching. It should have been a meat tenderizer. That's yes, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, that should have been a meat tenderizer. Yeah. I I that. Felt like the obvious, you know, the obvious little, uh-uh, you know, little <laughs> uh, uh, wink. Uh, 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 you uh. didn't use the magic hammer. Yeah. Um, that's Jurassic Park reference. Um, so I, when they open up the, uh, or they show the shot of the, the barrel mm-hmm. of, I guess, like acid that yeah. they're going to put her in. You know what I said to myself? Um, oh my God, it's dead! Marco just looked at you like, are you thing? kidding me? I had to do the whole thing. It's fine. The fucking baby down the hallway mm. deserves it. But you know, like queer people, we just have to perform. Ha- if, I, if I can't finish it, then yeah. like, yeah, then I'm going to, it's like a sneeze that didn't come out. Right, yeah. Right. No, I, that's why I let you. Um, 
Yes, I um, I forgot about that, but yeah, that's very accurate. Uh, um, Mary, before we wrap up, any predictions for next week? Um, who's uh, circling the drain, or who's who do you think is like going to just rise to the top? I think that we're going to see. I I think Madeline and Eva are going to continue their trajectory. What I want to see is the episode where Landon is like the star. Mm. Like I, we just didn't get enough of Landon, which tells me we're going to get more of Landon. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um. I I'm worried about Maxi and about Louise and um. Saint uh, Lucia. I was just going to say Saint Lucia. I almost feel like they are setting Saint Lucia up to be like. With with little resources and no reputation, I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Or she goes home next week. Right. It's one or the other. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am nervous for Hollow because I'm rooting for Hollow. Hollow, I want to go all the way to the end, but I feel like the I'm nervous by their staple trick mm-hmm. and that that thing, and I just want I want to make sure that there's more that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I think. We know at the very least, I'm going to let them spiders crawl all over my tits. And I'd let them crawl all over my tits. It's just, it's that, it's that rasp in there. It's like, is this why you're wearing the scarf? Do you have a cold? Uh, this yeah. wouldn't be an All Right, Mary episode if we, we didn't reference Under the Huskin Sun. But obviously there's that moment with the crazy blonde lady uh, who rubs the, the oh, bird all over her face. Yeah, the little baby um, chicken. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bird. It's not a I don't know. She rubs a baby chicken on her <laughs> Maybe face. Maybe it is a chick. Come anyway, on. Uh, you mean a chick? Yeah, baby chicken. Okay. Uh, you know, I, could you not use that word? It's really offensive <laughs> to me. You're just here to educate. Uh, yeah, um, I don't have time for no, the word but there's, chick. Th- there's that speech that she gives to uh, to Francis, to you know, D- D- Diane Lane. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, you know, I went, when I was a little girl, I, I went out, you know, hunting for ladybugs, and I, I looked everywhere for them. I couldn't find them, and so I decided, you know, I was just going to fall asleep by this tree. And when I woke up, they were crawling all over me. Yeah. So they were all over my like tits. <laughs> and I'd let them crawl all over my tits. So, so it's so funny. The hollow E voice is related to Andrew Garfield in Angels in America. Oh, yeah. No, my repertoire is small. Yeah. I would let them crawl all over my tits. I saw an angel. I saw a non-binary <laughs> Drag socialist with a pasha for anarchy. <laughs> it was passed out to that. <laughs> You're bright red. I couldn't. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway, Marys. Anyway, uh, we're gonna wrap up our Dracula yeah. season three episode one. Yeah. Uh, re- recap discussion right there uh we missed probably so much but you know what that's okay we'll pull it offline you want to discuss your favorite moment with us mm-hmm. your favorite look with us please uh reach out to us on twitter at all right mary or you can email us at all right mary podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on the web uh www.allrightmary.com and i am on instagram at johnny also you could of course hear more of me on my podcast in the details a celebration of nuance you can get more of me on twitter at colin drucker and instagram at colin drucker underscore and more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right mary where you will get to hear more of my brent of a caro impression as we talk about supergirl which is not that different from my hollow eve impression or my andrew garfield impression
That's right. And Marys, if you're still listening, uh, you probably realize that we did not drop a Monday episode. Uh, we are <clears throat> going to be dropping later in the week uh, to accommodate the Dragula schedule. And then when uh, Drag Race UK begins, they're going to overlap. Then we'll be dropping it on a Monday, uh, Drag Race UK on a Monday. So uh, get into it. You know, if you're a Monday podcast listener, you can always sign up for Patreon and we'll be posting on Patreon on Mondays. Um, mm -hmm. Or you could just save the Dragula episode until Monday. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, or just listen to our backlogs. You know? Yeah, there is a whole bunch of them. So uh, with that, I think all that's left is a last chance lip sync. Last chance lip sync. I mean, if we're talking about filaments. Yeah. Uh, and crawling filaments, over my tits. And crawling all over my tits. <laughs> it's a little bit different from my Gwen Verdon. <laughs> Bobby. But it's not that different. It's, oh, but Bobby, it's, for, it's the theater, Bobby. <laughs> it's very um, uh, Rhoda Morgan's oh, yes. sister. Oh, oh, yeah. Marge Simpson. Yes, Marge Simpson. Yeah, Brenda. Julie, yeah, yeah. Uh, Julie Kavner. Julie Kavner. Yeah, yeah. Julie Kavner. Yeah. Rhoda. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow. Yeah, this is why I love Stop her. Stop stapling those to your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why I love this rasp, because it's all I can do. What's Pasha? <laughs> yeah. Pasha. That's a little too re re she she for me. Sashe shante. Exactly. <laughs> Big blue Pasha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got a Pasha for bouffants. <laughs> Lisa, what do you think about the Pasha for anarchy? Um, Lisa, please. <laughs> Anyway, Marys, uh, we have a last chance of sing for you, yeah. um, and you know, in honor of Hollow Eve making uh, a wonderful mark on this competition, uh, we thought it would be appropriate to leave with a Bjork song that we find appropriate called "Play Dead" off of her album debut. Yes. So enjoy "Play Dead," and we will see you next time with a special guest. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be going now. Yeah.